You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Friday, April the 30th of 2021. That's right, we've made it to yet another Friday. Thanks for tuning in today and every day you tune in. My name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show. Today's show is brought to you by Locker Room. Talk about that coming up in just a little bit. Holy cow, is the NFL draft exciting, especially as a Bears fan myself. Um, Again, not really sure where you guys are. Maybe some Chiefs, maybe some non-NFL fans after what happened with the Rams. But um, nevertheless, super exciting stuff as a Bears fan happening last night as the Bears draft Justin Fields. Again, if you want the more coverage on that, Locked On NFL has you more than covered for any coverage you want on the NFL draft. It's been uh, some pretty exciting stuff. Uh, for for the NFL yesterday, but let's talk about baseball. I know I said yesterday that uh, Dan Wilson, Locked On Phillies, and I would have a uh, crossover today, but schedules got mixed up. I had some things get added to my schedule, so I'm just recording a solo one here this morning, and it'll be a series preview rather than a series um, review, series preview on the Pittsburgh Pirates series that is coming up this week starting tonight at 535 Eastern. John Gant getting the ball. I know I talked about it a little bit yesterday, but we're going to go a little bit more in-depth with the pitching matchups and my thoughts on it. Uh, but first, let's look at the, the Pirates, or the, the Central, rather, as a whole. As uh, Brewers, as, we, as I sit here recording Friday morning, Brewers sit at 15-10, and 10, first place in the division, two games ahead of the Cardinals, 13-12. and 12. Pirates are sitting at 512 and 12 Reds 11-13. And, and then the good old Chicago Cubbies sitting in last place at 11-14. and 14. Still only four games back. We're still in April for another... 12 and a half hours, 13 and a half hours or so, depending on how good my math is, which it was not good right there. Anyways, um, yeah, so that, that's where the standings sit right now. I think that'll all even itself out. I still think that the final standings are going to be St. Louis, Milwaukee, Cincinnati, Chicago, Pittsburgh. Uh, I think that the Reds overperformed it or not underperforming. That the Cubs are right where they're going to be. Brewers are pretty much what they're going to be. Cardinals underperforming, and the Pirates are, in my opinion, vastly over overperforming, even just at a twelve and twelve mark. When you, especially when you look at the the schedule that the Pirates have played, and not trying to make any excuses, but the Pirates took lost two out of three to Chicago uh, to start the year. Uh, then they got swept by the Reds, and then they took two out of three uh, at home against Chicago in the home open home opener series for Pittsburgh. And you know the Cubs aren't playing very well, and they weren't back then either. So um, one thing that that is impressive that I will give the Pirates credit for. Uh, the two series from the 12th to the 18th of April when they split with the Padres and then they took two out of three against division rival Milwaukee. And then they took two out of three against the Tigers, which is okay. It took two out of three against the Twins, who I think are, are going to be a lot better than they're performing right now, but they're, they're still underperforming, right? And then they are just coming off a split against the Kansas City Royals. They beat the Kansas City 2-1 to one on Tuesday and then they lost 9-6 to six yesterday, or Thursday, rather. No, I'm sorry, Wednesday. They were off yesterday, and they go into to St. Louis here. So, mediocre results when you look at the schedule and you look at the strength of competition. And, you know, I, I understand the same thing can be said um, for any team right now because, you know, most teams aren't really where they're going to be um, at the end of the season or that there's a good chance of that, right? Um, so, I think that, that Pittsburgh is beating up with the teams that, that good teams should beat up on. 
So, so credit to them. You know, I'm not trying to take too much credit away from Pittsburgh and saying that they're a joke or they're this or they're that. But you know, power to them. You know, if, if you know they're going to have the the ability, especially in September, to play stopper a little bit. So you know, not, like I said, I'm not trying to take all the credit away. I am trying to say that I think they are overperforming even at that 500 clip. And you know, when you when you look at the Cardinals, when you look at their strength schedule, who they should have beat up on. You know, they lost two to three to Philadelphia. That's not a great series loss. Uh, they lost two to three to Washington twice. Not, you know, not great. They lost two to three to Milwaukee. Not great. But they swept the Marlins. They, they swept the Reds recently. You know, you know. I, I know I spent nearly a whole first segment on it, but at the same time, the, the schedule is what it is at this point, right? We, we, you can't look at how they're going to play. You got to look at how they are playing. They beat up on a Reds team that was scuffling. They took two out of three on a Phillies team that was playing okay. So they, they closed out their homestand pretty well, but. You know, Pittsburgh, like I said, I don't think anybody expects them to be a 500 team. I don't, you know, I'm not saying that they're going to be a 100-loss team or even a 95-loss team, but I think this team is going to lose 90 games when 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 the season's all said and done. And again, no no disrespect, but that just is what it is at this point for, for Pittsburgh. They're, they're not the strongest, but uh, let's go and take a look at Game 1, which again is tonight. It's uh, 5.35 Central Time. It's on KMOX or uh, Bally Sports Midwest, which I saw on a Facebook group. Uh, that I'm in Cardinal Facebook group that they struck a deal with Hulu and YouTube TV is coming soon, which is just incredible because I switched my family switched to AT&T streaming because that they left from uh, they left Hulu and YouTube TV, which we were both at at one point in time. But that's a rant for another day. But nevertheless, let me know if, you, if that's true or not. But looking at the numbers, this pitching matchup should be pretty good. Uh, John Gant comes in with just a one and two mark, but a two two five ERA. Um, he's allowed three or fewer runs every single time he's, he's taken them out this year. Um, coming off his best start of the year with, with, with the pitching um, performance against the Reds, um, and then you look at JT Brubaker, who kind of, has a two and one ERA uh, or two one record rather, and a two point oh one ERA. And when you look at his game logs, they're they're pretty pretty impressive. You know, first time out, four innings. You know, not great, but he only gave up one earned run against Cincinnati. And then on April 11th, the second time out, he went five and a third, giving up one run on a home run against Chicago. And then at Milwaukee, he held that pretty good lineup um, to just one run, four hits over six innings. He hit, he did hit three hit, three batters, which could be interesting to see. And then his last time out against Minnesota, seven innings, two earned, five hits, uh, struck out five. He did strike out eight in that game against Milwaukee on the 16th, so... You know, just big, you know, again, just looking at the stats, uh, if you want more breakdown, head over to Ethan Smith's Locked On Pirates uh, for more in-depth stuff. But just looking at the stats, JT Brubaker's, you know, had a, having a pretty fine year. Um, uh, he, he was overshadowed at SizzleMB.com. His last start was J.A. Happ's no-hit bid. So that's kind of an interesting um, thing to be overshadowed by. But, um, yeah, I think that the Cardinals seem to never really hit well against team players that haven't solidified themselves. Um, and this is Brubaker's second year in the big leagues. Uh, when you look at his stats last year, they were not very good. Uh, 11 games, nine starts. He had an area of 494, whip of 137. He was one and three in those starts. Uh, Expected slugging percentage against him was over 400. His expected ERA was 442. His expected ERA this year is 362. And his true ERA is 2.02. Again, sabermetrics, you can believe them or not. You know, there are a couple of thoughts right now that launch angle is overhyped because now hits are going down and whatnot. But when you look at his pitch mix, he actually throws majority 
slider. He throws 35% sliders, 25% heaters, 22% sinkers, 10% curveballs, and uh, 8% changeups, uh, which is not something that you usually see in today's game. Um, even last year, he was throwing um, his slider 30% of the time and his sinker 30% of the time, so pretty even split. And against that slider, it's, it, it'll tell you why. Batters are only hitting 257 off of it. Um, 250 expecting batting average, 33% whiff percentage, so 33% of the time when he throws it, it is swung on and missed, hence the whiff. Uh, he doesn't notice changeup often. Look for the changeup to get hit. Uh, changeup has a batting average against um, uh, 429, 25 of these. At, he's only thrown it against a right-hander once. Um, so he get, gets hit a lot by lefties. Look for Dylan Carlson maybe to take advantage of that because he struggles on a changeup. Maybe if he, he can get a couple changeups that can hit, get his confidence going, we'll go from there. And then we all know what we're going to get from John Gant, right? He's got the fastball, got a pretty decent curveball, got a Vulcan changeup that, that uh, people like to talk about, which is a hard thing to throw. Um, but yeah, I think that he has the opportunity here to, to build off of a really good start, build off a, a couple of really good starts and, you know, kind of hold a Pittsburgh lineup at bay. Uh, career ERA, 430, uh, 4.3 lifetime ERA, 16 games, just four starts against Pittsburgh. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. That's kind of the game one preview, if you will, on what we're going to see from Brubaker and Gantt. Could be a well-pitched game. Cardinals are no stranger to those. They've, they've had a couple of a string of well-pitched games, both on their side and the other side. Uh, so I'll give the preview for the final two games, one of my predictions, and other stuff coming up for the final two segments. Uh, but first, I want to take a quick break and thank some of our wonderful sponsors. Uh, so back with more Cardinal content here in just a moment. Have you guys heard about Sports Trade? It's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. This thing is amazing. Sports Trade takes fantasy to the next level. It's like Robinhood for fantasy sports. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares of your favorite players just like in real life. A fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. And they just added baseball to the platform, so be sure to check it out today. Making money with Sports Trade is simple as player values rise and fall based on two factors. One, their statistical performance in each game as compared to the projected fantasy points. The more points scored, the higher their value goes. Two, the good old supply and demand. The more demand a player has, the higher their value goes. When you're ready to buy shares, pick that penny stock and a rookie with a huge upside or grab that blue chip vet who's always a solid performer. Instantly buy and sell as many shares, players as you'd like, just as the stock market. Then watch your players battle and your portfolio value rise. Simply go to sportstrade.com, watch the How It Works video, and then sign up to get started. Sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You will be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the game at sportstrade.com. One of the show's sponsors today is 1010. It's an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. By using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, which is just around the corner, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're perfect to bring light into her life, and they're now available through Mother's Day only. Only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality fine jewelry that will supplies, surprise and delight. And it's fairly priced, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. 
Once again, if you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique rings you will treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long. So find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Game two of the series is tomorrow between St. Louis and the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. And uh, also a 535 start for that game. And this one's got uh, Jack Flaherty versus Trevor Cahill. Trevor Cahill, who at one point was really good for Chicago, or for the Chicago Cubs for, for a short time anyways, is struggling this year mightily struggling. His numbers tell the story, uh, at least from, from what I can tell. Um, he's 1-2, and 7-11 ERA, just 19 punch-outs in 19 innings and 4 starts. His whip is 1.42, according to MLB.com. Um, his his splits, or I guess according to any uh, game logs that you look at, his game logs are, are bizarre. 7 earned, 1 earned, 6 earned, 1 earned. So if the pattern tells tells you anything... It says that Trevor Cahill is due for a bad start tonight. <laughs> uh, opening start against Cincinnati, four earned, four earnings, seven earned on nine hits, gave up two bombs. Then against San Diego, went five innings, gave up one earned. At Milwaukee, gave up six earned in four innings, uh, walked a batter, gave up eight hits. And then most recently against Minnesota, six innings, two hits, one earned run, uh, walked two, struck out two. Um, so... Kind of a bizarre up and down year so far for Cahill. And again, if the uh, trends tell you anything, it, it, they're going to go back down. Um, what we're going to see from Cahill on uh, Saturday, which is tomorrow, we'll see sinker, curve, change, cutter, four seam, sinker about 28% of the time, curve change up anywhere from 25 uh, or 20 to 25% of the time, cutter at 18%, and fastball at 5.2%. Uh, this year, the sinker's getting hit a ton. Uh, 47 righties, 47 lefties, um, sitting about 90 miles an hour, 425 batting average, 429 slugging, um, average exit velocity is 95.8, not what you want to see, so in layman's terms, his sinker is getting hit, and it's getting hit hard, um, his curveball is really good numbers, 211 batting average against, uh, changeup not good, 313, Cutter, good, 133. Four seam, good, not good, 400. So again, the the theme of good, not good, good, not good continues even when you look at his pitches just from the quantity that he throws them for, for Cahill. Um, he has he actually thrown the singer a lot less this year than he has in years past. It, he usually, um, on average, he's thrown it from anywhere 45% of the time upwards to 60% of the time back in 2014. Throwing it a lot less and... Maybe it's because it's getting hit a lot more. Um, but for Flaherty, I mean, you know, we, we all know what we're going to see from Flaherty, especially as as people who listen to this show every once in a while, even just Cardinal fans in general. Um, big thing for him is, for him is, is he going to continue to take the steps towards being that ace that he can be? 25 years old, his numbers aren't jaw-dropping just yet. 3 for 18 ERA and 5 starts, 27 punch-outs and 28 and third innings, 4-0. When you look at the game logs, though, he's gotten better and better with each start. Six earned on opening day, no earned against Miami, one earned against Washington, two earned against Washington the next time, and then one earned against Cincinnati the most recent time out five days ago on Sunday the 25th. And the, the opponent batting, opponent's batting just 190 against Flaherty. Um, 
when you look at baseball ref or baseball savant rather, a lot of the numbers you're going to see are, are blue, which is not good. Uh, doesn't walk a lot of people. Doesn't give up a lot of barrel. Um, giving up a lot of hard hits. Um, expected ERA is, is pretty high. Um, to be honest with you, it's sitting at 4.44. So we'll see if those numbers, again, when, when you're looking at analytics for me, the numbers don't really mean a whole lot unless you have a long track record. So five starts into a year isn't really that long of a, of a isn't that high of a sample, I guess, is the best way best way to put that uh, when you're looking at, at data collection. So again, you know, yes, I use that as a, as a not trying to flip-flop my, my thoughts on sabermetrics here, but, you know, for, for all these guys, I guess you can take it with a little bit of a grain of salt, right? Uh, but with, especially with, with Flaherty, especially somebody that I see uh, every every five days that I that I watch, and it's interesting he's throwing his fastball a lot more often this year, and his fastball is producing good results. Just 127 batting average against it, 291 slugging, which is really good. I think that's why he's throwing it close to 50% of the time. Slider's still sitting about 30% of the time. Throwing the sinker a lot less. You're seeing a couple more change-ups than usual uh, from Flurry this year, and it's produced uh, no hits so far. So we'll see what that does against Pittsburgh tomorrow. Um, finishing up, uh, we'll kind of go through this one a little bit shorter, uh, but finishing up the pitching preview, um, it, it's TBD right now between St. Louis and Pittsburgh on on uh, on Sunday. It was supposed to be an Adam Wainwright start, Um but it's not going to be because if you, if you missed the show yesterday, you missed the news. Adam Wainwright was put on the COVID IL list, not because he tested positive, not because somebody on the Cardinals tested positive, but because somebody on the um, somebody on and, and Adam Wainwright's family tested positive, and due to contract raising, they they put him on the I COVID IL. So Sunday is still kind of a an up in the air thing. But I really like the Cardinals pitching chances especially tomorrow but even tonight I think that you know not just trying to look at the uh, the, the trends there for Cahill but I do think that he has the capability of, of blowing up um, and I think that the Cardinals c- can do well against that we'll see what Brubaker brings tonight but in terms of my prediction I'm going to go bold I think that the Cardinals use the momentum from yesterday's bizarre wild walk-off win and I think that they go uh, 2-0 and in the first two games, and then Sunday I'll, I'll throw out there as, as a wild card. But uh, I think the Cardinals win tonight, and they win tomorrow, and then we'll see what happens Sunday. But uh, for the last segment of the show, kind of talking about the additions the Cardinals made with, with Harrison Bader and Cody Whitley. Again, if you missed the show yesterday, Miller, Wainwright to the IL. Miller for a right toe bruise, I think it was. Cody Whitley recalled, as well as Harrison Bader was activated from the actual injured list, so he will most likely be starting in center field tonight. So I'll be talking about that coming up here in just a moment. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar on the market. They have 18 incredible flavors with nut and non-nut options. They have six newer flavors, and you all know, I'm not going to say it. Oh, yes, I am. My favorite is cookies and cream. We'll be ordering a pack as soon as this episode is over. A couple other of my favorites from all 18 include double chocolate, orange, mint, brownie, and even some raspberry. They're all soft and easy to chew, but that's not even my favorite part about them. My favorite part is that they're all covered 100% in chocolate, but they're still healthy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat because they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. And right now, because you're a wonderful listener of Locked On Cardinals, we got a deal for you. Head over to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, that is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. One more time, in case you missed it, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com.
Paris and Bader is back. Activated from the I.O. And that can cause some strong opinions among Cardinal faithful. Both among the media, among fans, among Facebook groups, among the Twitter rages. Everybody has got an opinion on Harrison Bader. And I'll be honest with you. I'm not trying to cop out. I'm not trying to just be a middleman. But I see it both ways. I really, really do. And again, I understand people's hate of sabermetrics, especially when you're talking about Matt Carpenter, of how exit velo and the you know probability of, of hits, the hit percentages, hit uh, probability. Thank you, uh, thank you, brain for working. Uh, I get that people don't can't stand that because the results haven't been there yet. I understand that, but just indulge me for for just a moment. Harrison Bader has he been the greatest player ever? Absolutely not. Did he have it down 2020? Absolutely he did. But there's no question, in my mind, there's zero, literally zero, zero question on can this dude play center field? None. This dude is one of the best center fielders in the game. And for me, I'm not even saying Bader has to hit 270. I'm not even saying Bader has to hit I'm not saying Bader has to hit 300. I'm not saying Bader has to hit 270. I'll say it again. If Bader can hit league average, if Bader, I guess league average 230, but if Bader can hit 260, have an on-base percentage of 330, 340, slug over 400, have an OPS around 800, that's huge. That's a huge win for him, for the Cardinals. Especially if Carlson keeps mashing the baseball like he has been in the two spot. A bit of a struggle last couple games, but nevertheless. Last year... Average 226, not great. On base, 336, great. Slugging, 443, great. Down 2019, yes. But people forget, Bader hit 264, had an on base of 334, a slugging of 422 in 2018. I forget that. I'll be honest with you. I forget that. That's a solid slash line for a center fielder. I'll take that from Harrison. And across 138 games, I will 100% take that from Harrison Bader. Especially if you look at some of the... Um, if you look at some some of the um, the reason why people like exit velocity so much is because in 2018, in his best year, he had he was in the 92nd percentile in exit velocity, or in, in max exit velocity, I should say. Pretty good hard hit percentage as well. 2020 down year, 2019 atrocious year. I don't think there's any spinning that. I understand that, but Bader's going to improve the outfield defense. We've seen the outfield defense be sh- be, be shaky at times. But in 2020, 86th percentile and outs above average, 96th percentile and outfielder jump, 98th percentile and sprint speed, and he's got a cannon as well. So don't give up on Bader. I understand that I feel like a lot of these guys have been trying to get you guys to not give up on just yet. Martinez has panned out so far. I was right on him. I still think I could be right on Carpenter at some point if he pans out. I think I might be right on Bader too. You know Carpenter. You know I have said I have said before that I'm done with Carpenter, and I'm done with him as a full time player. But I'm not done with him as a major leaguer yet. I'm not done with Bader as a starter. This is a make or break year. Don't get me wrong. Make or break year. I think for him, O'Neill and DeYoung about what their future is going to be in St. Louis, especially when you look at an outfield market and a shortstop market that the Cardinals could be, could be, extremely aggressive on. Lindor, Story. Seeger, maybe a Conforto, a Gallo. 
I know neither one of the guys are center fielders, but Carlson can play center, put one of those in the uh, corner outfield spots. So Bader needs to step it up. No, No question about it. But don't give up on him just yet. I think that he can still be a, a positive contributor to this baseball team. And if, if you're one of those people that, oh, people who like Bader, I don't listen to them or whatever, give it a chance. Give it more than a day. Give it more than a week. Hell, give it more than a month. Give it the season. <laughs> Even give it two months. That's the minimum I'm asking. I know that this the sport, you know, the sports world is we need results now, now, now. But give it some time, especially in baseball. Give it some time time if he strikes out three times tonight don't freak out don't go overboard if he hits three home runs tonight i'm probably i'm gonna try not to go overboard on it either way find the difference give it time let's see what he can do before i let you go want to tell you about locked on today if you missed any nfl draft coverage head over to locked on today they're gonna have it for you um you can get all the sports news you need, not just NFL, but all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with this podcast. Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport, which right now is big on NFL Draft. Uh, follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see what the night's game brings. Lineup not not uh, released at this time, but I would not be shocked if Bader is starting in center field, and we will see how that goes. And we'll also see who starts on Sunday, but be sure to follow me on Twitter, LJ Fastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, LO underscore Cardinals. Um, I will talk to you guys again on Sunday. Might have a video released uh, tomorrow. Tonight, tomorrow, or Sunday. We'll see, uh, but I will talk to you guys on the podcast again on uh, Monday. And until then, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.